0: Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to feel more radiant and more alive or to go beyond alive and truly feel like you are thriving? That's what I'm here for, helping you find that best you that you know is in there. It is. And you can start accessing that you today. It's possible if you're ready for a shortcut to just that. Let's work together. Reach out and let's work one on one to transform you and your life into happy into thriving, reach out to me and book a quick call. It's in the show notes and let's get you there. Are you really committed and ready? Then let's do it. Personally, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Thanks to all the practices that I've made a part of my life. You can be too. It is here for you. I promise. You can also access my course, the youthfulness hack, which is all about feeling good and getting radiant and all the things I do concentrated in one spot. Go there today and use code Amy15 for 15% off right now, only for listeners of this show. And if you are truly ready to have accountability and live happy, book a call with me today. The world needs your best. You deserve your best. Hello, and welcome to The Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and I'm so glad you're here. You matter, and we are getting into mattering today. And the more I read about what our guest does today, the more it just opened up my heart to so many insecurities and things that I have felt. So I am just stoked that you're here. And maybe it called to you for a certain reason. And So I'm really excited to learn more about that today. So thank you so much for being here, for showing up for yourself, for showing up for the world, for showing up period. So let's get to it today with Matthew immersion. Matthew is a keynote speaker, an author of four best best-selling books, including you matter learning to love who you really are, which led to him founding the nonprofit, which he is now the founder and CEO of every Monday matters launched He launched a movement called the mattering movement and every monday matters is all about kicking off your week with passion purpose and positivity and i am you're also a podcast host too don't want to forget that you are a podcast host of the middle and you are here on a mission to create a world where individuals and organizations embrace how much and why they matter matthew thank you so much for taking time today i'm so excited
1: those are just my side hustles by the way.
0: Oh yeah, what's the main hustle? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's a now, lot.
1: Yeah, it is a it is a lot, but you know, it's all intertwined, right? It's all connected uh and just like the work you're doing and the work that I do, it's also very connected. So um it doesn't feel like a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's times when it does feel like a lot. And I think people say, what is it? Like if you love what you do, it never feels like work. Um, I don't necessarily believe that. I don't need,
0: I was about to say, uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> I love
1: what I do, but it's a mm-hmm. lot of work.
0: <laughs> it is. It really is. And the core of it though really speaks to me because even with this podcast, I've had moments where I'm just like, does it even matter? Mm-hmm. Does anything I'm doing matter? And you know. There's a weird element in there, I think, of feeling like you are the only one who doesn't matter, which is actually kind of flipping around a little bit of narcissism. Like I'm the one that's special. I don't, I'm the one that doesn't matter because I can literally look at anybody else and think you matter, you fucking matter. And then I'll single myself out as if I'm the one who doesn't. What do you think of that?
1: That's really interesting, uh you know in in uh, you know our keynoting space uh also just think in any space you know you hear a lot mm-hmm. i guess lately about this whole imposter syndrome thing, right like you know why why me what you know what who am I to think that I can do that sort yeah. of thing and, um I don't know i it's and I, I get it, I get like you look at people around you and it's easy like in this social media world that we live in today and this you know slash fomo thing that you look around at the people around you and it's almost like we put them all on pedestals and and it's kind of chips away at, at how you even value yourself right like they yeah. all matter more than i do they're all doing bigger things than i am and it becomes this really it almost can become a bit narcissistic in a way right that
0: that's what know. i was kind of getting at like it kind of it kind of weirdly flips narcissism around, you know?
1: Yeah, no, but also part of that is something you said is really important is sometimes you just don't know if you're having an impact. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you have this successful podcast and you're reaching all these people and amazing guests. And I imagine there's sometimes you lay in bed, it's like, but is it moving the needle at all? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you flip on the news on any given night And you're like, I don't, maybe I need to do a better job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not only that, you know, success is relative. It's depending on how you look and what scale you're looking at. I worked in radio for many years. And when I first started out in radio, mid nineties at a country station here in Austin, then I I would do remotes sometimes. And I worked overnights and some people would ask me for my autograph. And I was like, wow. I mean, it was like, everything's relative. I was like, here you go. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And so, you know, it's just all like we can find success if we look for it. We can find mattering if we look for it. And it's just, again, that reframe, I think so much. So I want to know, you know, about your background, how you hit this and what made you realize that you matter.
1: Wow, that's a long journey, but I guess we'll break this. Gap, right? <laughs> Let's uh, do it. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I think that you know I grew up in a in a great family in the middle of California. It's a small agricultural town. You know, we partied in orchards, uh, we swam in canals, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was awesome. And I had a great friends, you know, nice cul-de-sac called Buckingham Court in Sherwood Forest that I grew up <laughs> in. And in a lot of ways, I feel like my life was pretty much perfect. And, and I don't say that as a flex, I say that it's just, it is what it is. Like, I just kind of how it was. And I did well in school. I was a star athlete. I was homecoming king. Like I was all those things. And then I went to college, I went to UCLA I was recruited to play water polo for UCLA. So I played water polo all four years. We won a national championship uh, as a coach there. I went to business school, got my MBA. And honestly, it just seemed like it all just was working. It just worked and it was easy. And I'm like, wow, life is so fun. It's so cool. Like, why are people stressing out? And, you know, sure, I'd have a girlfriend break up with me or something, or I lost an animal. And I had moments that were dips, if you will. But uh, but I my mattering was never really a big question to, for me. I never thought about it. I just did life every day and loved life until I had a massive emotional breakdown. And that's when everything changed for me. That's when all of a sudden, oh, wow, there is this whole other spectrum of emotions that people feel that I'd never felt before. The level of despair and hopelessness and helplessness and, And once, once those doors got opened, then all of a sudden I started questioning everything. You know, what is mattering? Why do I matter? What is success? Like you mentioned already. Um, Why have I always defined success as this? Because really it's not that it's actually this thing over here. And so it was when I turned 31 is when really every, that, that, you know, perfect life, whatever changed completely enough and say like, I wish that I wish that life had a warning label on it that, you know, love and joy and peace and everything good happens here, but also despair and anxiety and depression and brokenness and all these other things happen here too. And it was really, it wasn't until my thirties that that really opened up for me to see the full spectrum of what it meant to be human.
0: What was that for you? I mean, what, what do you think triggered that for you or caused it or
1: like? Yeah. Well, so at the time I was working in the music industry as well. Mm-hmm. So we have that in common. I was working for Robert Kardashian. He was my boss and I worked with the family. Uh, I got to work on projects for the biggest bands in the world. Um, YouTube, Coldplay, you name it. We worked with them. And so, you know, in hindsight, I thought I was pretty cool. And, and I. It sounds
0: thought, like you were. <laughs> you're right. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> mean, I yeah. Thought, I thought I was pretty successful and you know, if I reflect back on that time in my life, though, the definition of success was uh, I made good money. I had a house in the hills. I had nice things. I stayed single and was a jerk. I was red carpet VIP to everything. I worked for the Kardashian family. I had a corner office, right? Senior vice president. Like that, that was my measurement of success. Mm -hmm. And, and at that I was successful. I'm not proud to say that, but that's, I was successful at that. Um, Until it was really a, a Monday morning where I woke up to get ready to go to work and I thought I was having a heart attack. It turns out it was just a very, very severe panic attack that turned into chronic anxiety and depression. So um, whatever happened between that Sunday night when I went to bed and Monday morning when I woke up with this life-changing moment that happened for me, um, I often say that when you go to bed from like you're on top of the world and you wake up and you're thinking about taking your own life it's hard to know what really happened in those eight hours of sleep. But the truth of the matter is this was something that was brewing probably for many years. And there were signs, warning signs, things that I should, red flags, things that I should have noticed, but I didn't. But eventually, you know, depending on your spirituality, whether it's God or the universe or whoever you want to say said, listen, um, It's like, I sent you a helicopter. I've sent you a boat. I've sent you, you know, and you're not paying attention. So here's a little gift for you in the form of anxiety and depression. And it's time for you to figure some shit out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you did. Why, like, why and why Mondays and why, you know, why the mattering?
1: Yeah. So what happened is, uh, I got pretty sick, you know. I mean I was I couldn't work anymore. I couldn't drive in, in my car because I couldn't get stuck in traffic. I couldn't fly in airplanes anymore. Whoa, you were debilitated. Oh, completely. I was shut down. Yeah. What a one eighty for you. I had thoughts of taking my car on the freeway and getting it up to a hundred miles an hour and just yanking the wheel. Like I was I was it was dark. Dark, dark very dark. And um, my mom and dad and my brother who are amazing leaned in and loved on me a lot. And then uh, I ended up meeting an amazing therapist and I call her my expensive friend. <laughs>
0: <And> That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can relate. I think everyone needs an expensive friend. Some of us need two. <laughs> And we just went to work. And And so what happened was the first work we did was just kind of the inner stuff like okay let's stabilize the ship the ship has a lot of holes in it it is going down we got to calm this thing real fast so uh, a lot of internal work medication things I, I i did just to to surrender to this process of healing and i think that's an important thing to acknowledge like i fully surrendered like i i need help and it was oh and i just i trusted to surround myself with people that could help me uh, because clearly the choices I w- was making weren't working anymore. So we did this internal work and then there was like this next layer of work is looking at, around me at my relationships, at my, my friendships. It turns out that a nickname for anxiety disorder is the nice person's disease. So we say yes to everyone else except for ourselves. We have no boundaries. So I had to have some tough relationship conversations. I had to end some relationships that I thought were really special, but they weren't very life-giving And then towards the end of my, this is over years, by the way, a process with my expensive friend, she came in and she said, I want to give your recovery, the final stage, a motto. And that motto was until I knew what it was to live a life that wasn't about me, I would never fully heal. And so that was a bit of a foreign thing for me as a a bit of a narcissist working in a very narcissistic industry. Mm. Uh, You kind of start to think everything's about you. And to teach me this, every Saturday, I had to go out and do something that wasn't about me. So I'd go pick up litter, read the elderly, plant a tree, uh, paint over graffiti. And I did this weekly dose every Saturday of doing something that wasn't about me. And it was that weekly rhythm of doing this that about three months into it, I was out picking up litter in Los Angeles and I had a baseball cap on, pulled low, big glasses, right? I had a reputation to protect, if you will. And some friends called me to go up to some celebrities, Hollywood party in the hills, pool party. And and I answered my phone. I'm like, listen, guys, uh, I'm out picking up litter in LA. Go have a good time, but I'm out. And that was the moment I hung up the phone. I'm like, wait a second. This is what Denise, my expensive friend, meant. Like, I feel more purpose and meaning and significance picking up other people's litter than I would do going and doing that other thing that I've been doing for all these years You know, I've been in that movie many times and it hit me that I felt more mattering in my heart, being of service to something that wasn't about me. And that was really the moment that was the final piece for me to say, I'm going to write a book and it's called Every Monday Matters. The only reason I picked Mondays was because number one, my breakdown was on a Monday. But number two, I don't understand why people don't like Mondays. And I don't understand why they get a bad
0: rap. rap. They really they do.
1: A, they get a terrible rap and we thank God for Fridays and name restaurants after it. And it's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> to me. So I love Mondays. I do like I,
0: Fridays. I do like. No, Fridays. Too, I, but
1: do. even when I was a little kid, I love Mondays. I love, I get to see my friends again. I get to, mm-hmm. you know, it's a fresh start. Like what's possible this week, you know, the wonderment and, but the idea was to put this weekly dose into a book that people could buy this book and then do it on their own and not have to pay thirty thousand dollars in therapy, uh, that you know that I ended up paying. So that was that was you know the original seed, I guess, that planted all of this. You know, uh, yeah. Fast forward now, seventeen years later. It's a nonprofit organization. I've written three more books. I'm a keynote speaker and all this other stuff. But it all comes back to that. I call it the little book that could, that I wrote in 2007. And what happened is people just started buying it and it, it went incredibly well and they started wanting more. And so it was teachers saying, you know, hey, Matt, uh, do you have a school curriculum? Our students need to learn this. It was companies saying, hey, we need this in our corporate culture. It was Forrest Whitaker who bought the book and took it to Obama's first inauguration and handed it to Oprah Winfrey. It's like all of these things that started happening completely. I was still working in the music industry. I just wrote the book and I was like back to work. And then all of a sudden I got an email from a single mother in Palm Springs, California that shared the story that she saved somebody from committing suicide and my book was part of that experience of what happened. And when I got, she said, if I never read your book, this would have never happened. And that was the thing for me to say, I don't know what this Every Monday Matters thing is supposed to be, but I'm going to go find it. And I quit the music industry. I walked away and I created a MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since, it's been a tail wagging the dog.
0: <laughs> I mean, do you think it was the practice that caused the shift i mean you really forced yourself into a practice of i'm just gonna go into some service and then it caused the shift and i think we can we reverse that a lot in our own minds we think oh let me shift into this mindset and then i'll i'll feel like doing it but it seems that the reverse was true
1: yeah i i'm a firm believer in and you got to put in the work and I think as an athlete, uh, and water polo, if, if your listeners have never played it, it's a very demanding sport. It's exhausting. Uh, I, uh you,
0: it looks exhausting. You it you looks utterly to, exhausting. Yeah,
1: you have to really put in the work. And so I think, like I said earlier, there was a surrender that had to happen. There was a, a removal of my ego. There was, there was this saying, I need, I need the tools, but there was a willingness and a desire to put in the work. Frankly, because I felt so horrible, and, yeah. and honestly, that's the thing. What I think about why I do what I do today is it's because I don't want anyone to ever feel what I felt. It was just such a dark experience that that I want to I want to help humans on their journeys. Right? They,
0: yeah. So, is so- the mattering mindset more of just the desire rather than the knowing, you know, the desire. And then you take the steps and then you feel like, yes, now I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's, this- I, do know,
1: I do know what you mean. I definitely, there's an interesting layer to that though, for me. and And that is that all of my books end up in the self-help section of bookstores. And I struggle with that because I actually don't believe that self-help Exists by itself. Um, We are not all, there's 8 billion people in our world. We don't all live on our own private islands of one where I can just spend all day long staring at my navel and trying to become the best person I could possibly be. Like we live in a social construct. Uh, You know, in Africa, they have the term Ubuntu that I'm Mm -hmm. sure you're aware of.
0: I right. went to a foundate the Ubuntu Foundation event last night. It's so funny how you say that.
1: Oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a big believer in that—that that we mm-hmm. are through each other, right? I am because of you, and yeah. And so the the framework of the the you matter framework is a, um, it's looking at life through three lenses. One is I matter, so understanding who I am—the good, the bad, the ugly of all of that. Um, one of them is you matter understanding that through my words, my actions, my beliefs, I have the power to impact people around me. And every day I get to choose if I use that for good, if I use that for not good. And then there's the, we matter, which is that larger fabric of humanity, that we are all in this together and that we're better together. And it's interesting because for years, if I were to make, I'm a very visual person, a visual learner, I would put the, I matter as the smallest circle in the middle The you Mm -hmm. matter is the one outside of it. And then the we matter is the biggest circle, kind of like how I describe my process with my therapy. Um, And then my third book, the you matter book, I turned it into the publisher in New York. Uh, It was about to go to press and I woke up at the middle of the night freaking out because I realized that that drawing had shifted for me. And it was no longer these three concentric circles that got bigger but actually it became a Venn diagram. So it was three equally sized circles that all overlapped in the middle, the I, the U and the we, and in that middle where they all overlapped is where I believe that us as humans are always at our very best. Yeah.
0: I'm looking at it right now. I, I was struck by this circle thing you, you have and it's really cool. So thank you for explaining it. And if anybody's wondering, I'll put it on social media, but um, or put a link to it. So yeah, cause then it, it spills out from there. So you have mattering in the middle there with the I, you, we all around.
1: Right. right. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm aware of myself, I'm, as I'm aware of my ability to impact those around me as I'm aware of, um, I'm part of something larger. If you want to drill down deeper into that mattering mindset, you know, framework, what we did is we started to look at attributes. So mm-hmm. if you looked, if, how do you put this? If I looked at somebody that really embodied the I matter, the you matter, and the we matter, what might be some attributes that I might be able to tell that that person values or understands about themselves? So like someone who understands we matter, they understand contribution, mm-hmm. right? They, under, they value connection. mm mm-hmm. Right, they 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 probably uh, embrace the power of hope,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and so you can start to see someone who values the you matter. They're relational. Uh, they they are inspiring, right? Someone who is I matter. They like, they understand their agency. Like they have ability to do things. They have unique gifts, and so as you start to break these down into actual attributes for humans, you can start to see how. Uh, it plays out like in, in our lives. And from there, you know, I, I tell companies all the time, like um, if you had a company built off of employees that valued these 15 attributes that we spell out in the mattering mindset, um, you're not going to have a culture problem. You're not going to have a retention problem. You're not going to have a belonging problem. You're not going to have a performance problem, <laughs> right? All those problems will go away if you create a space where people can really embody these attributes and 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 be that at work mm-hmm. and in their life per, per, uh, personally but also professionally at work and so you know i asked i ask this question all the time to companies and i say hey if there's one word that you think we need more of in the world today what might that word be and I'll I'll do this from the stage and and I'll do a a, a live mentimeter thing. It'll build this word cloud and it, words like compassion, empathy, kindness, uh, um, integrity, honesty, and all these words start to pop up, um, you know, on this word cloud. And I'm like, okay, so you say you have a culture problem. We'll see this word cloud that you just created. Go build that. You'll never have a culture problem again. People won't quite quit you. They'll never want to leave, and so for us, you know this this mindset, uh, you know shifting that happens. It's really it all comes boils back to us as individuals, and the I and it starts with the I, the you, the we. And sadly, I see a world that oftentimes doesn't fully understand the I, the you, the we, and it's hard because for example you know what just happened in maine right where the guy goes in and you know this the mass shooting yes the mass shooting that happened mm-hmm. and there's a part of you like as a human doing this work that you're trying to make the world a better place you see that and, and you get mad you get sad you get all these things and a lot of that emotion is directed towards the shooter and uh, at the same time though i could also say wow that's so sad that that person did not understand how much they matter Yeah. And they decided to take their powers and we're all very powerful and they decided to use it to harm. And it's not to belittle or to dismiss what that person did, but it's the same thing with the cigarette butt. So in our country, we smoke 300 billion cigarettes a year and we litter a hundred billion of those cigarette butts. And if you put a hundred billion cigarette butts together end to end, they go from LA to New York, 337 round trips a year. Wow. So every year we build this cigarette butt freeway across our country. We question whether or not we have environmental issues, which is a whole nother topic uh, of discussion. But I used to get so as a, as a semi-professional trash picker upper that I became during those (laughs) cigarette butts, like they haunted me because I was picking them up all the time. And I used to get so angry about it, but then all of a sudden I realized that every one of those hundred billion cigarette butts are really just expressions of a hundred billion moments where someone didn't understand that they matter.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: It's like, oh, it's just one butt, someone else will pick it up. It's not my job, it doesn't matter. And, and it's completely lacking an understanding and awareness of I matter, you matter, and we matter. And I, and sadly, I see it in these places and and my challenge personally has always been just to not get angry, but to try to see it in a compassionate way uh, and have empathy for these people that will freely drive down the freeway, roll their window down and throw their trash out the car. Now there's a part of me that wants to do full on Mad Max, like ram them off the car straight into the ditch and be like, how dare you litter like that? You know? But then there's a part of me that says, wow, it's so sad that that's how that person lives. Or do
0: you way. think they're just, val- they're, I guess they're valuing other things. I'm thinking about my dad. He was a smoker. And I have littered many a cigarette, but myself in my day. And I'm thinking about those moments. It's like living unintentionally. I think it's like, like, but the present, this little present moment, not mattering. Right. Is that,
1: yeah. And I don't think accurate. People are, I don't think people are necessarily bad or evil. Like, like anyone littering a cigarette butt for example, um, I don't think you know they're like oh screw the world you know I'm going to throw this thing on the no, ground No 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 it's more Sometimes. mindless than that it's more mindless than that right it's more mindless mm-hmm. than that and and so I don't think people are meaning to do harm um, but they they there is a lack of now there are some people though I and I've heard people say this many times to me it's like if you go to a sporting event or you go to the movies and afterwards you leave your co- your popcorn bin on the ground or your your Coke or whatever you have there. And, and I, if I would ask someone, why are you leaving it there? They say, well, cause there's so- someone gets paid to clean that up. Like they're fully aware, like, and, but their excuses, someone gets paid to clean that up in LA. There's a great radio program here called the Woody show. And uh, they have a segment called cartnarks And this guy, one of the DJ goes out to grocery store uh, parking <laughs> lots and he goes up to people who didn't put their cart in the cart storage bin area yeah he talks to them and they get very angry at him like get out of my face it's not my job someone gets paid to do this work you know this kind of thing yeah and uh so in those cases it's like yeah but wouldn't it just be great if we just all did our part you know and not not say they have someone else to do that job but besides those moments like that i think for the most part Looking about here or there, Um, people are not trying to be evil or, t- or try to try to do something wrong. I just think there is there's a level of awareness that might be lacking or a level of focus that might not be there. Uh, and I will tell you that I mean people jokingly say, "Matt, I hate that I met you."
0: <laughs> I know now they've got to clean up after themselves at the movies, right?
1: Yeah, it- <laughs> And it's interesting, and I, hey, and I'm I'm I'll be the first one to say I'm far from perfect, right? And, and so I don't want to sound like I'm Mister Goody Tissues, Goody Tissues here that lives in you know, I live in a glass house, whatever, because um, I'm I'm always a work in progress myself. But they say, okay, now because of you, I know that as adults we make thirty five thousand choices a day that my choices actually are powerful and they ripple and can affect other people around me, that my words and my actions and my thoughts actually do matter. Now that I know all that. Now I have to be aware of it. You know, now I have to think about things. Yeah. Well, Um, I know
0: it's those times when I've been depressed, when I've been down that I just, you just, it's hard to care. It's hard to channel that caring. And, and I mean, it it fluctuates. And I think there's just an element of like, okay, we are human, we have those moments, you know? Like you talked about at the beginning, this holisticness, this, hey, you're, here you are, welcome to the human experience, right? And so how can we live those values and have compassion for ourselves even in those moments?
1: That's right, That that's mm-hmm. right. I mean, I drive an SUV, which is terrible for the environment. <laughs> like, again, yeah you know, this is a, a, you know, full spectrum human experience.
0: Right, right, right. Are you ready to up-level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and the main things that have helped me, are the tools that I've found from Wands. Wands creates luxurious products that encourage us all to honor our body, celebrate our sexuality, and live in pleasure with more pleasure all the time. One of my favorites, if you listen to this show, then you probably already know, is the Cervix Wand. Wands has trademarked their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand. It's for vaginal and anal de-armoring, and it's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation. And let me tell you, it's incredible. It's helped thousands of women become more connected to their bodies and their pleasure, and supports them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage, and helps awaken more pleasure. Just recently, I've ordered the Venus Wand, another trademarked wand from Wands, and it's designed to activate and awaken the G-spot and more. Also, don't miss one of their new offerings, which are free bleed blankets that can be used as waterproof intimacy blankets. They have a beautiful selection now available. But take a look around at Wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, because they have a huge selection of incredible items like yoni eggs, crystal pleasure wands in amethyst, black obsidian, anything that your heart desires, and so much more. Check them out at wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S dot com. And use my link in the show notes to get 10% off or simply enter my code Amy Edwards at checkout. Again, that's W-A-A-N-D-S wands.com. Y'all, I have started using higher dose products and I am such a fan you know I don't put anything on this podcast that I am not 100% completely behind and I have a special discount code for you for all higher dose products I'm so excited if you don't know higher dose is a wellness company they have wellness tech products they have tools they have supplements and they have body care they have so many things that are hot right now too that are really biohacking and upleveling our lives at home which is really cool they have a an infrared sauna blanket. They have an infrared PEMF mat that I'm so excited to be sharing about soon. One of my favorites though is the Red Light Face Mask. It stimulates collagen, it activates glowing skin, reduces fine lines, regenerates cells, and it's soft it's not like one of the hard plastic ones so you can kind of move it around on your body which I've been doing and I am seeing amazing results I am absolutely addicted to it I use it every single night and I'm using it in conjunction with one of their other products the glow serum and I'm very picky about what I put on my skin and I am loving the glow serum it's specially formulated to plump and hydrate and stimulate radiant skin which that's the goal they have a ton of other products too magnesium ingestibles, magnesium body care, which has a healing oil and a serotonin soap that you can use in your bath, which I've been using too. It boosts your mood, enhances your skin, and deepens your detox, gets you calmed down. Anyway, I'm a fan, so I'm so excited to offer you 15% off using my code MAGIC15. Go to the show notes. You can click through on the link right there, or if you go to Higher Dose, just enter the code MAGIC15, and you'll get 15% off. Higher Dose has been featured in Goop, Glamour, Elle, Vogue, Bizarre, Allure, basically you name it, and there's a reason why, so go check it out. It's at higherdose.com, and enter my code MAGIC15 for 15% off. Did you know that according to a study, 87% of women who have hair extensions lie about having them and almost two thirds of women have done some kind of hair extension at some point. So if you do the math, it's a lot. This show is all about letting go of judgment. So if you don't want to tell, I'm not going to judge you. And if you want to know the best secret for hair extensions anywhere around, it's right here in Austin, Texas at The Collective ATX. They have the most natural, lightweight, comfortable hair on the market, and they specialize in no damage to your natural hair, like traditional hair extension methods, which I've tried. I've tried them all. And I didn't even know that your hair is automatically damaged. If the extensions are placed anywhere below your ears. Crazy, right? My hair is actually growing in and getting healthier now, too. Plus, they keep all their extensions in-house, meaning that you don't have to wait at all. Not to mention color. I'm so picky. I did it myself for years because no one can get it right until now. They were named a top 200 salon by Salon Today in 2023. They've changed my hair journey. Let them change yours. The Collective ATX. Link is in the show notes. Tell them I sent you. First, extensions, Gypsy, Gypsy does not.
1: How do I explain this? So right now we're working with a research group out of Kansas City, and um, we're creating a tool to measure mattering in people. And it's really fascinating because we started to do this research and we started asking people, "What does mattering mean to you?" And they would say, "To feel like I'm loved, to feel like I'm valued, to feel like I'm important." Um, and and which is all beautiful and all super true but what we realized was that we weren't we weren't hearing the you matter or the we matter part of the definition it was more how i how it made me feel and so as we were trying to come up with a definition for mattering it was yes to feel loved and seen and heard but to also play a role in creating a world where other people could feel that as well. And and that was a big eye opener for us as an organization to say, it's not just, it's like I matter, but it's not about me.
0: It's that big paradox. It's the, I can only find love by giving it to myself and giving it to others, you know, just it's. We think we're going to find it looking outside of ourselves, but it's actually when we're giving it to others that we do find it for ourselves. I'm finding everything to be that paradox It's the same as self right? help, right? We help ourselves by actually doing something for others. That's right. That's right. That. I have yeah. a
1: hysterical story for you. So I did it. I key- love
0: hysterical stories.
1: Okay. I did it. Key- a- okay. uh, I snorted on a podcast. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> yes. Is that Never a first? Happened. I hope so. First ever.
1: Uh, that's hysterical. So I did a keynote for United Way in Las Vegas. It was a big, uh, big event. Uh, I think it was at the Luxor. And afterwards I had to go to the bathroom. After my keynote, I had to go to the bathroom. I had to go pee, uh, number one. Uh, okay, and-
0: thanks. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> so I, I, walk
1: in, I walk into this uh, palatial public restroom, right? At the Luxor in Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's like marble floors, you know, gold, gold chandeliers, everything. And I'm the only guy in the bathroom and there's like 15 urinals. And so I picked the urinal that felt right for me, which is like <laughs> probably like four in, not the first sure. one. So gets over, gets over. No, in.
0: not the first one.
1: Mm-hmm. No. So mm-hmm. I'm standing at the urinal to do what guys do at a urinal. And I'm about to do that thing. And all of a sudden I hear the door open and I hear someone come walking in. And so my private Versailles is now shattered. And now I'm sharing this bathroom with another gentleman it turns out he had to go number one as well, mm. and he decided the best funeral for him was the one right next to mine.
0: I, I saw that coming. I wondered. I saw that. I kind of felt that. It is,
1: it's so problematic on so many levels, right? Right. Yeah. Why? Not, not there's cool. a, like all those. Why? That's that's right. And so it and it creates this dynamic. It's like okay, I have to stare at this tile like I'm madly in love with it. I can't break any 90 degree rules to the right or to the left or certainly not down, right? And you just have to try to get the business done. But it gets harder the longer time passes. And all of a sudden, he decides he wants to have a conversation with me. And he says, listen, uh, you've taught me something. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't I even look this guy in the eye. like I don't even know what he's talking about. And he said, my entire life, I had it that I had to learn how to love myself before I could love other people but you've taught me that through loving other people, I can also learn to love myself. And it was this be- beautiful, profound moment in this Vegas bathroom that, <laughs> and again, this is this is back to this, this, that diagram of the eye of the you that we matter. And then we kind of stay there in the middle of it, but we drift into places of it, right? But we can't create a world where everybody is just trying to work on themselves, on their own by themselves because it's completely void of the role we play in serving other people for starters, but also how life-giving it is to be there for other people and what that does do for us as well. And so I'll learn to love myself by trying to figure myself out, but also by being there to love on other people too, and to love on my community and to love on the planet and to love on people that live all the way across the earth you know other side of the earth from me and the more i p- play a role in all of that is going to be by far to me the, the most fulfilling life and really that to me is human thriving
0: totally have you had any um like i uh, plant medicine journeys or anything like that 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 have reminded you of this connectedness like um i don't know why that just came up for me i was just curious
1: no, I, I appreciate It's come up a lot in my life lately. I've never had any that well, back in the, in the music days, if you want to call marijuana plat, uh, plant marijuana therapy, marijuana
0: is a plant medicine, I yeah, believe but, so. Yeah,
1: but not what you're talking about. Uh, I have not done those things before, and it's not that I'm against them by any means, I just have never uh journeyed down that road. But yeah, I, certainly, you know, I live in Los Angeles, I hear about these things more and more, and I and. and to be honest in a in an imperfect kind of human judgmental sort of way when i used to hear about these things i'm like oh that's just for those freaks over there <laughs> like you know my, my wife and i like our happy place is costa rica we go to costa rica uh, once a year mm. and right near where we stay there it's a uh, Chapa mama tom i Chapa, i forget what it's called but it's a place where people go to do plant medicine and, mm-hmm. And it was always like, Oh God, those, those hippie freaks kind of thing. What I have found interesting now is that I am meeting people in my life that are incredible human beings that I I've known for years and I respect so much and I admire their accomplishments. And then all of a sudden a conversation will pop up. Hey, Matt, have you ever tried ayahuasca? Like, no. (laughs) Oh, well, let's talk about it. You know, like, I've been doing it every year for the past eight years. I was like, what? But yeah, so it's yeah. it's intriguing to me. It's it's uh, it's definitely intriguing to me, but ultimately that's not what drives, at this point in my life, that's not what drives the connection I think you're referring to. I mean, maybe the movie Avatar was-, was Yeah. Uh, one of the I mean, ones. I think there's
0: just like an, there's certain things that can open us up sometimes and remind us. All it is is a reminder. Any plant medicine, and all that—at least in my view—is a reminder of our connectedness. And when you've already got that on lock, yes, you can keep reminding yourself if you forget, which is fun and a beautiful yeah. reminder. But, um, but like, I don't, I don't think you need it. You know, like you, when you, when that is a practice already, to yeah. s- to stay in that con- that we space, mm-hmm. right? The 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 all of it space. I mean, I like your Venn diagram that you've built because it looks like a little earth. Is that intentional?
1: You know, you're so (laughs) great. Uh, No, it's not intentional, but there are versions and I don't think you have the version, but as we start to peel back the layers of what's in that diagram, it seriously looks like here are the layers of the earth's core.
0: I mean, you it's know? down to the core. Yes. I'm down looking down at the, the one core. on every monday matters.com. If anybody wants to check it out while they're listening, yeah,
1: we, we break it out and you start to look, Oh wow. There's the crust. There's the upper crust. There you know, it starts to look like what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, one thing I was going to say too, and it's something that like you said, I think was really so profound is because I, I, I still go through moments of, of, not the dark depression like I I went through before, yeah. But you know, I go through moments of questioning, moments of feeling down, you know, um, just anxious, like what's next? I'm feeling stuck or trapped, or a lot of these kind of things. I, I I still go through them just as anyone else does. And but one of the things too that, and it makes it hard because you start to feel helpless and hopeless and all these things but to try to get out of ourselves in those moments, to try to be of service to, even if it's just going somewhere um, and saying hello to, like I go to Starbucks every morning. I don't drink coffee. Now I, I get an iced tea when I go there, mm-hmm. but I can make iced tea at home, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I go I go because it's my chance just to go connect with humanity, just to go say good morning to somebody ask them how are you how's your day i i do it just to get out of my little bubble that sometimes i can get stuck in because sometimes that little bubble although i i want it to feel like a safe place sometimes it doesn't feel like a super safe place and so it's good for us even when times are tough to whether it's to go to starbucks in the morning if you don't drink coffee or to go volunteer at a soup kitchen or to do anything that you can do to just try to kind of break the, the, this spiral that yeah. sometimes we all get in.
0: And two interesting about that is, you know, you talked about throwing away these cigarette butts, but how often are we throwing away moments that could matter? Like the ones in Starbucks, those can be considered many times to be just throwaway moments, even though there are no throwaway moments, but I'm okay. just...
1: A million percent. Pointing
0: out that so many times we can treat it like that. I know I have.
1: Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, my wife's like, "Why do Why do you go to Starbucks every morning?" <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of people have said this to me because I don't drink coffee, right? But, and I didn't know this isn't why I went there. But what what you're saying is, one time I went to my local Starbucks. And I saw a gentleman there who I'd seen for years. I never talked to him, but I've seen him for there for years. And from across the the Starbucks cafe, he looks at me and he goes like this, like puts you know, and yeah, think, like a and like, like f up off, your, yeah, yeah, up yours kind of thing, right? Uh huh. And so I looked at him, and he's like a you know probably like seventy years old or something. I look at him like, what? What? And so I looked, kind of looked at him in a puzzled face and he looked at me again and he does, he repeats the, the action. And so I flipped him off. I'm like, okay, well then here. And then I ordered my iced tea. I walked over to where he was and I walked up to him and I was like, you know, what was that all about? And he grabs a napkin and a pen and he writes something on it. And then he looks at me and he does the the gesture again. And he showed me the napkin and it says equals good morning. And he was deaf.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And next thing you know, fast forward three months, he asked me to come give a speech at his 70th birthday party.
0: Oh my gosh. And
1: Everyone there was deaf except for me and my wife. And. So, they had a translator there for me to give a speech. So, like you're talking about these moments, right? That none of them are throwaway, right? And, and, but if we go and we're present and we show up, and, and I imagine with you, I know this is so true. I imagine people in your life say to you, why does stuff like this always happen to you? You get that from people.
0: Well, if you mean in a positive way, yes, I do. I have friends who call me Forrest Gump and just that I just fall into situations. And something happened the other day. I think when I went to Tony Robbins, I talked to a friend and she was like, oh, you're just out there gumping it again. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: So I love that you said Forrest Gump. That's what what people say to me all the time. Like, how do these things always happen to you? And I think it's just because you show up.
0: Yeah. right yeah and you're just
1: present and um you just yeah and you're, you're 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 there's a i also mr rogers right there are these you're just there and you're observing and you're aware and you're there's wonderment to it all um you're asking questions of people mm-hmm. i think that's one thing that is such a dying art in our culture is just taking the time to ask people meaningful questions and, and just listening for the answer and like really listen for the answer. You know, mm-hmm. the question, how are you used to be like this throwaway question. Like we would just ask it and wouldn't even listen for the answer. And people's responses were never really that deep either. Oh, I'm good. How you doing? Like, hey, how are you? Hey, yeah, that's cool. I'm cool. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. I think that this changed. I think we need to take a beat on those questions now. No, really. How are you? Like Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life? What's exciting? What's new? What's been challenging? You know, those, in those little micro moments, if you want to call them, uh, you know, a lot of people say like, Matt, you know, how do I go make a difference in the world? You know, I can't start a nonprofit. I can't do this. I can't go to Uganda and put water wells in. I can't do all these things that people do that are so cool. Just go out and talk to somebody today. Mm
0: -hmm. Just
1: let them know that you see them. Let them know that they matter to you. Yeah, and and you made a difference.
0: Yeah, or send a text like any, even these little bitty things that we can do. Are those some of the practices that you recommend? You know, I know that you have it. Every Monday matters for businesses for, you know, individuals and then for families too. But it's all about ourselves and, and those that we're encountering every day. And so are those some of the really simple practices that you say? to put into-
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, in all of our programming, whether it's in education, it's in com- within companies, and our newest programming is in senior living communities, which is just the most incredible work. I'm in love with this, what we're doing there. Uh, oh. it, it's kind of built on a couple things. We talked about one of them quite a bit, which is the I matter, you matter, we matter perspectives. The other thing that it's built upon is, and I mentioned this before, is that question. What's one word that you think we need more of in our world today, in our schools today, in our families today, in our companies today? And we collect these words all year. At the end of each year, we Mm -hmm. sit down as a team and we see what's coming up the most. And we end up picking 12 words. And those 12 words become the monthly themes for the upcoming year. And so let's say this month is Monday gets kind. And then every week, every Monday, every Monday matters, every week is a strategy to drive whatever that theme is into your world organization, et cetera. So for example, we might say this month is Monday gets kind and this week is use your words. And so we will build curriculum or activities, engagement opportunities, suggestions for people to to go do based on the I matter, you matter, we matter. So the I matter might be Today, take a second to reflect on your self-talk. Mm. It's, it's I matter, it's Monday gets kind. It's use your words. Check on your self-talk. Instead of this, try this. Instead of this, try this. The you matter might be go out and give five compliments to, to people today, this week. And then the we matter might be, and and you know, and every Monday matters. We sometimes we do some crazy stuff, but the we matter might be. Go create a, a compliment booth on the street corner and ask people to come into it and step in and give each other compliments. And it's this, you know, this bigger thing, right? At a company, you, you know, what at schools they do different things. But you can see how you can take these monthly themes, these weekly strategies and this I matter, you matter, we matter framework, and you create engagement opportunities for people to experience the mattering in the simplest of ways or in the more complicated, you know, more developed ways as well. And so, you know. It oh, can be-
0: those are good. Those are yeah, good. So yes. Uh,
1: when I, a lot of my books, and I, trust me, I've had many uh, arguments with my publishers. They're like, Matt, no one wants a memoir. No one cares about memoirs. The reason they go to a self-help section is because they're looking for help. And so if you're not providing any sort of progr- programmatic structure for them to get the help, then, then the book doesn't matter, and so um, my books are called prescriptive memoir, meaning hmm. you're going to read a chapter, but at the end of that, there's going to be things for you to do to to realize this in your own life. Um, you're not just coming here to learn about math, right? Is and that a like,
0: genre? Did you make that up? Because there's a lot of those.
1: No, that's what the publisher called it. They said really
0: prescriptive know, memoir. Prescriptive I like it
1: Prescriptive memoir, and so. Mm-hmm. I'd written all these stories. I'd written all these thoughts and these beliefs and these different things that we do. And they're like, this is all great, but what about your reader? Like, what's the prescription? What do you want them to go do? How do you want them to make this real in their lives? And so everything we do at Every Monday Matters, whether it's the books or the school curriculum or the corporate programs, et cetera, it's all about instantly getting people into action to immediately feel- You know what it is, because I can I can go on the stage and for 60 minutes talk about mattering and how much and why people matter. Or I can talk about it for maybe 30 minutes and I can start to create experiences where people have to exchange wristbands with each other and tell each other how much they appreciate one another and that they matter to each other and process that journey and watch the tears and the hugs and the high fives. and the So now you're experiencing it and it's becoming much more real to you than just hear, hearing me talk about it.
0: So you have prescriptive keynotes. And this is a prescriptive podcast. And (laughs) and I was like, I didn't realize it was but it is because that's, that's what I do. I like, I, I love the stories. And I love the words. But at at the at the end of it, like, what are we putting into action and experiencing it? How are we enacting this for real? Because you can listen all day long, but unless you're putting it into action, it's like, that's that's where the Meet us.
1: And, and your your podcast. I mean, at its core, to in my opinion, your podcast is an act of service.
0: It, it is. It's about me, but really, I get more out of it when I'm trying to not only elevate your voice, but also extract what's going to help all of us. That's right. That's yeah. Right. You know. And then I was also just struck too, as I said that to you. I said, "Oh, we're getting like then you're getting to the meat of it when you take action. Like that's the word matter is um is not only the verb but the like noun, the matter, the meat of it."
1: Yeah, like the, like the physical matter. <laughs> yeah, <of
0: it>. matter. <laughs> right? That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Do you use so, that?
1: We don't. It's funny because uh there there's a t-shirt out there um that says you matter on it and I think the I have one you do I think so no, with the I think it's a is a donkey a form of a you oh. and uh-uh. then, then there's an atom symbol it's like you, oh yeah <laughs> they have
0: like that. a sheep a sheep yeah, a like sheep. Sheep. Thank you. You. Mm-hmm. Thank
1: you not a donkey a sheep see you as <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. a sheep and then the atom symbol for you matter and oh
0: yeah mm-hmm. I, get
1: a, I get a chuckle out of it but uh that's not necessarily ours is about yeah obviously about how we could help feel help people feel how we can create this world where everybody feels and embraces how much and why they matter
0: yeah but like i was thinking it's like about taking our our actual human physicality and putting it into some kind of action whether it's breath coming out you know of of the matter that we are, you know. Anyway, whatever. I'm getting all, I don't know. <laughs> Some on it. I'm off on a tangent or something. So, uh,
1: you know what's happening is your background <laughs> is channeling you right now to talk about matter because it's all the stars and the planets.
0: There you go. That's it. That's it. Yep. Mm hmm. Like we're star stuff. This is this is what we are. That's right. Uh, Yes. So what do your daily practices look like besides going to Starbucks, you know, that I'm sure is a practice that keeps you so intentional and tuned into the moment and tuned into the I you we Mm -hmm. but do you have any other practices that you recommend maybe for families too. I have two teenage daughters, so, you know, they barely listen. So I don't know what, you know, other things I could do in that situation to get through even.
1: Well, uh, this is going to sound like a terrible commercial, but the last book that <laughs> I wrote is called every Monday matters for families. Yes. I saw that. Right, one. And so it's, it's, uh, it's basically a year's worth of, of weekly things you can do together. Um, you know, I think that it's all comes down to, you know, connection, and and for me, there are things that I do personally. I'm I'm not in a, I'm not in a great season of it right now because work has been so crazy busy that the I matter part for me is a little bit suffering right now. To be honest with you, I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not getting enough exercise. I just had a second back surgery, uh, and I used to do things like transcendental meditation and and that practice is all but way out the window right now so you know there are there are things that i need to improve on for sure where i excel my natural place to go is to this you matter we matter place because i love connection i love people like i would be literally miserable like if i lived on my own private island and it was just me it's like just end it already whereas it's like covid for me was hell covid for my wife was awesome yeah (laughs) you know she's the introvert she's like i don't have to see anybody my husband can't leave you know this whole thing right (laughs) right i'm like this is brutal um but my practices, you know it's just it's something I had to think about a lot before. I mean, obviously, that's why I think I had this breakdown and stuff. But I really just try to wake up every day with how I can contribute, how I can be of service. And and one time, I I forget where I was speaking and I forget what I was talking about. But, but I said this statement, which happens a lot. Uh, I said, someone asked me, what does heaven on earth look like? It looks like a place where the first thing that people think about when they wake up in the morning is what they can do to serve someone else. Mm. And and if I had a hundred people surrounding me all thinking about how they what they can do to help Matt or serve Matt, it's, it's something I could never imagine, number one, but it's far greater than anything I could ever achieve on just Matt trying to help Matt. And so the more we're all serving each other and just supporting and loving each other and lifting each other up, then um, that is really like the daily practice that I I choose to, to live by. I see every moment as a chance to let somebody know that they matter. Um, I will, if we're in an elevator together, I'm going to say hi. I'm going to ask you how you're doing. I'm not going to just stare at the numbers above the door like everyone does, I'm not gonna ignore you. Uh, my wife thinks it's creepy, but I think it just ignoring each other is just so strange to me.
0: But but what if you are in a huge bathroom and you walk in and there's 15 urinals and there's only one guy at the urinal, number four, where are you going?
1: Hey, listen, this is my podcast. I ask the questions here.
0: <laughs> are so, you going to five or three?
1: Where are you going? You going I to six
0: say, or seven hi. and then saying,
1: saying hi. I will say hi to someone at the sink. Ah, <laughs> I'll do that.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: But, but not, <laughs> no. <laughs> just, there has to be respect for privacy in certain. Places. Yes,
0: there does. We've we got to know our time and place just, just a little bit. That's so, right. anyway. Well, <laughs> as we wrap up today, is there anything that we didn't get to that you really wanted to talk about or mention? or anything new going on that's coming up for you or you know anything on your heart that comes up in this moment.
1: No, I appreciate that. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. You know, we're coming into the holidays. The holidays can be really stressful for a lot of people. I'm already hearing from a lot of people like they're already getting to be more emotional. And and I just did something about the season. I think for some people it just sparks stuff, triggers things for them. Um, I hope that for people just to enjoy as much love and peace and kindness as they can during the holidays um take care of yourselves, you know serve somebody else um in terms of us as an organization, you know we uh we're coming up with you know at the end of the year every Monday matters we always have our year in fundraising campaigns if anyone wants to be a donor they we and every dollar helps uh And then, you know, personally, as, as, you know, your partner is doing as well is trying to get out there more in the world and speak and be a keynote speaker. And, and I, I have a personal website for that, MatthewMersin.com, the Everybody Matters website. So, I mean, if any of this rings true to people, uh, and even if there's a listener that just says, you know what, Matt, do you have, do you have 15 minutes to hop on a call? because what you said really struck me and I could really help then reach out. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to serve people. And so if it helps even just one of your listeners, then I will consider this uh, a job well done today here.
0: Same here. Absolutely. And that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing what a nice generous offer and yes you are a keynote speaker as well so you can be brought into any you know company or organization and share this message that is aligning holistically with your core values which is so important and such a i don't know just an important message and i've also
1: had this thing going on right here the whole i didn't notice you did, didn't it's notice. really awesome hair thing sticking up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did not even notice. So <laughs> absolutely good. no problem. But if anybody wants to see it, you can check it out on Spotify or YouTube.
1: Yeah. I Before you do whatever you do, I just want to say thank you to you. You're, Thanks. Awesome. you're such a bright light. You're so Aww, fun. Thank yeah. you.
0: I appreciate that very much. It matters
1: to many, many, many.
0: Oh, thank you. Because sometimes it's easy to not see that. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you. I receive it. And you know what I wanted to point out to you too. Thanks. Just in these last few minutes, you mentioned seasons twice, you mentioned your own season that you're going through, you mentioned the season that we're in right now, which is holidays and stuff in us and I just, I appreciate that so much because I've gone through a strange season this year that I didn't expect. But if we can just stay in that frame and remember that it's going to pass whatever season it is, whether it's one where you're on top of your practices like a madman you know or whether it's one where maybe you're adjusting to a different situation it's all just the season
1: yeah you know thank you for reiterating reiterating that it is yeah. the season things and uh, there was an artist uh a singer that I, I used to work with way back in the day he was an amazing amazing singer and he wrote a lyric that who uh, uh, his name's andrew paul woodworth Okay, and one of his lyrics he's written many but one of his lyrics is uh, every second has a season and Mm -hmm. I love that phrase that every second does have a season and sometimes the seconds feel like they go really slow and they have a lot of seasons and sometimes they go faster but the fact is that things do move forward right and even in the toughest of seasons we know that there's something coming up yep that's going to be better and different and um so just you know hang in there and surrender and my visual is like i used to say i used to imagine myself getting in a river and just floating and not even trying to swim and just letting it take me where it's going to take me and that's was such a visual for me to just release it
0: i love that and i also love the word shift that you've made here just in your general message which is every Monday matters. Shifting that out of this, you know, thing that's ingrained in our society from Garfield to, I don't know, <laughs> a lot of things, you know, about hating Mondays, ah, oh, grumbling. And you know what, what if we just, what if you just shift your mindset around that? Like, oh, Mondays, Mondays matter, you know, it feels good yeah. or something like that.
1: You also get the second half of your Sunday back because you start hating Mondays about noon on Sunday. So you actually get the whole, the whole day and a half.
0: Yeah, true. Absolutely. You know, and maybe you use that time to set yourself up to feel good on Sunday. So yeah, I do. I do. I use that time to start planning my week and feeling good. And then I wake up just like with it. I like to write things down I'm total Virgo. And so, you know, I like to set it up. So please share how everyone can find you. You kind of mentioned it earlier, but one more time.
1: Yeah. So every Monday matters.org is our nonprofit organization. And my website is Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, Immersion, E-M-E-R-Z-I-A-N.com. Great. And and find me there. I mean, I'm on social as well, uh, at Immersion on Instagram. And oh my God, I need a lesson. I need classes on how to do social media. I can tell you that much right now, but you can still find me there. (laughs)
0: Okay, great. I'll have everything in the show notes so people can reach out to you on their preferred platform. And I'm just so grateful for for this conversation today. Thank you so much. And congrats (laughs) on all that you've created and continue to do.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And that beautiful mattering ripple effect that is spilling out everywhere in the world. So thank you to Matthew and thank you to you for showing up again. As I say at the end of these podcasts, when you show up, you are basically showing the universe, Hey, I'm here for it and I'm ready to do it. So what can you do? What text can you send? What moment can you make matter? Just, now, just today. Maybe you send this podcast to somebody who's feeling down, or maybe you just send a text, or maybe you go to Starbucks and don't even order anything and just make that moment matter. What a crazy freaking idea. (laughs) So thank you so much, everyone, for being here today. Uh, Sign up for the newsletter. It's at amyedwards.com or amyedwards.info. And my courses are out. You know, I'm accessible. If you want to reach out and say anything, respond to my newsletter or hit me up on social media at RealAmyEdwards on Instagram. I love you so much. Thank you for being here till next time. This has been the Amy Edwards show from overcome studios. Remember to rate review and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.